Good evening, and welcome to the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. I guess we've got a two-parter here. Not only is it the birthday of Barbara Streisand, but it is also the birthday of a good friend of hers, whom she celebrates... Her birthday with a very legendary comedian. Yes, a comedian who really loves her past lives, loves to make us laugh. Has talked about her past lives. And. Gave us a memorable moment. In the apartment. And a can of asparagus. I really should be getting home. My family will be flipping by now. You can't leave yet. The doctor said it takes 48 hours to get that stuff out of your system. I wonder how long it takes to get someone you're stuck on out of your system. If only they'd invent some kind of pump for that. I know. I met an old friend of yours. Oh? Owen Jenkins. Oh. Owen. Now there's a blast from the past. Do you remember him? He remembers you. If I remember him. He had the longest nose hair in the free world. Well, he doesn't now. He hardly has any hair anywhere. Owen's been gone from Chickapin Parish since God was a boy. I'd forgotten it ever existed. Well, now he lives in Monroe and goes to First Presbyterian. When he found out where I was from, he asked me if I knew you. He used to live in Ohio somewhere. His wife just died recently. He's moved back down here. Does this story have a point? No, not really. He just remembers you fondly, I think. Well, I can't imagine why. He was not a bad fellow. But I managed to run him off and marry the first of two total dead things. Well, maybe sometime I could arrange for us all to get together. Maybe not. Well, why not? Shelby. I managed in a few decades to marry the two most worthless men in the universe and then proceeded to have the three most ungrateful children ever conceived. The only reason people are nice to me is because I have more money than God. Now, I'm not about to open a new can of worms. Weezer. What? If this is really how you feel, it isn't healthy. Maybe you should think about coming down to the guidance center and talking to someone with that help. I'm not crazy, Malin. I've just been in a very bad mood for 40 years. And that is, of course, Miss Shirley MacLaine. Or as the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast, you want me to be real, Shirley motherfucking MacLaine. Big sister of Warren Beatty. Hello. Here she is in the turning point with Anne Bancroft. They're getting drunk. You must have kept quite a few bottled up all these years. No. Embalmed, really. No, I think not. Why'd you let them out? I don't have a performance tomorrow. Okay. Pick. Oh, this is a tiny little one. I'd practically forgotten him. Why'd you make your best pal doubt herself? And her hubby. Why, Emma? 
Why'd you take the chance of lousing up her marriage? Why'd you say to me, you better have that baby, because if you don't, you'll never hold on to Wayne? Why'd you say all that? I'm just curious. You have a curious memory. But don't we all? As I remember, I said if you had an abortion, you might lose Wayne. That's sweet, but that's inaccurate. I remember exactly your words. Below these too many moons. And eventually I figured out why you said them, because I also remember that you said, forget about Michael's ballet, there'll be others. You clever little twinkle toes. You knew a ballet like that comes along once in a career and you wanted it. Real bad. So you lied to make sure you got what you wanted. Dee Dee, I've never had to lie to get what I wanted. I'm too good. Really? Yes. And I suppose if you said bullshit, you'd say it in French, wouldn't you? If that word came as naturally to me as it does to you, I'd have used it several times by now in English. But I think it's more appropriate that you say it to yourself. For trying to blame me for what you did. Dee Dee, the choice was yours. It's much too late to regret it now. So the turning point is a, a moment. Shirley MacLaine had been nominated so many times for the Oscar. She wasn't nominated for this gem. By the way, sister, I guess I owe you an apology when I was trying to get you up the tree there. I... Oh, no apologies necessary, Mr. Hogan. In emergencies, the church grants dispensation. Anyway, it's no sin that you push me up the tree with your hands on my ass. Where'd you learn that kind of English? What kind? Ass. Oh, uh, in the convent, Sister Harriet taught us different words for different parts of the body. This part she called the ass. Where was this Sister Harriet from, anyway? New Orleans. Why? I'd sure as hell like to know what she did before she became a nun. And if you watch Two Mules for Sister Sarah with Clint Eastwood and Shirley MacLaine, you'll learn why she really says that word. <laughs> with a really great score by Ennio Morricone. Whoo! Shirley, Shirley has... I didn't even know she had a facelift until a couple of years ago. Shirley's had a very long and illustrious career. Got nominated for... Some Came Running Her first nomination She'd been nominated so many times And then In 1983 Shirley MacLaine Opposite Karen Not Karen (laughs) Deborah Winger and Jack Nicholson Was in Terms of Endearment Give my daughter the pain shot Mrs. Greenway, I was going to. Oh, good. Go ahead. In just a few minutes. Well, please, it's, it's after 10. It's after 10. I don't see why she has to have this pain. Ma'am, it's not my patient. It's time for her shot. You understand? Do something. All she has to do is hold on until 10. And it's past 10. She's in pain. My daughter is in pain. Give her the shot. Do you understand? You're going to be. Give my daughter the shot. That is from the film that not only gave Jack Nicholson 
a Best Supporting Actor Oscar. After 25 years, it gave Shirley MacLaine her Academy Award. Now, she was interviewed by Rosie O'Donnell. Yes, we're not going to play that. About how she knew she was going to win. I guess she... Well, you know, Shirley, Shirley's been around. Shirley's been around. So I thought, let's let's play that. Let's play that speech. Come on. Here we go. I'm going to cry because this show has been as long as my career. for 26 years what this would feel like. Thank you so much for terminating the suspense. (laughs) Oh my. I am nervous. I'm not going to thank everybody I've ever met in my entire life. Although with the way my mind has been going lately, probably everybody I've ever met in my entire life and any other life I might have had had something to do with this. If um, if terms of endearment had happened to me five years ago, I think I would have called it a thrilling commercial artistic accident. But I don't believe that anymore. I don't believe there's any such thing as accident. I think that we all manifest what we want and what we need. I don't think there's any difference really between what you feel you have to do in your heart and success they're inseparable Jim Brooks deeply wanted to make a film about the defects and imperfections and foibles of people in a humorous and loving way and he had such passion it was unbelievable to watch he's being very modest with himself tonight it was unbelievable his sense of truth was so accurate that he he overwhelmed his own insecurities and paramounts i guess we all did the same thing i have wanted to work with the comic chemistry of jack nicholson since his chicken salad sandwich scene and easy pieces him in bed with such middle-aged joy. I wanted to work with the turbulent brilliance of Deborah Winger. inhabited the character so thoroughly that I thought for four months I had two daughters (laughs) but in the end just let me say one thing Um, films and life are like clay waiting for us to mold it and when you trust your own insides and that becomes achievement it's a kind of a principle that seems to me is at work with everyone God bless that principle. God bless that potential that we all have 
for making anything possible if we think we deserve it. I deserve this, thank you. And I played that because, of course, tomorrow is the Academy Awards. And Shirley most definitely deserved it. So, happy birthday, Shirley. I've I've always loved her. I think she is hilarious. The past lives thing, don't make fun of that now. I'm not going to dive into my thoughts on it. But you know, Shirley, Shirley's played some really good motherfuckers. I'm just kidding. She's played some great mothers. Terms of endearment, endearment. But then she played the mother of all mothers. She played Debbie Reynolds. Yes. Debbie Reynolds has often said that Postcards from the Edge really isn't their life. Her and Carrie Fisher. But in all actuality, it is. If you've ever read Carrie Fisher's books or seen Carrie Fisher's one-woman shows, it's true. Meryl Streep was playing Carrie Fisher and Shirley MacLaine was playing Debbie Reynolds in Postcards from the Edge, released in 1990. it never occurred to you that you might have scared me by staying out so late I was about to call all the emergency rooms I'm sorry mama I didn't call you because I thought you might be asleep and I came home because I didn't want to worry you well you did worry me look at me I'm a wreck I'm sorry what if you had been out taking drugs or something I'm supposed to be taking care of you, Nan. You're my responsibility. You're my daughter. What was I supposed to think when you didn't come home? Mm-hmm. Do you mind if I have a drink? Do you mind if I drop acid? <laughs> Dear, I drink socially. I took acid socially. I hardly think that my drinking can be compared with your drug taking, <laughs> even if it could be. I think that your involvement with drugs has indicated me. I hardly think you're in a position to judge me. Mom. I do hope you were not out sleeping with someone. Oh, I was not sleeping You were. I hope someone. you used condoms. I didn't raise you to act this way, but if you are, I hope that it's your morals in question and not your judgment. Ma, I'm middle-aged. I'm middle-aged. How many 120-year-old women do you know? (laughs) You've just gotten out of a drug clinic, so obviously you don't know what's best for you. Oh, and I suppose you do. Suzanne, how did we become so estranged? I've always tried to be a good mother to you. Only to be met by this fresh and superior attitude of yours. You've always felt you were my intellectual superior since you were 14 years old. Rightfully so. You were always more verbal than me. I. Whatever. Why did you turn away from me? 
I just want you to like me. I just want to be your friend. Ma, could we have this conversation in the morning? Oh. I'm very tired. Every time I try to get close to you, you push me away. How would you like to have Joan Crawford for a mother? Oh, or Lana please. Turner. These are the options. I think you had it pretty good. You or Lana or No, when Joan. I had my breakdown, I would have killed myself if it hadn't been for you. There it is. It's just like that that you say, I don't know what to do with I that. I came from nothing, and I made something out of my life. You come from somewhere, and you're trying to make nothing out of yours. I think you should just get over what happened to you in your adolescence. It is time to move on. She's played some mothers. That's just a taste. Recently, I talked about Downton Abbey. Downton. And it just so happens that Shirley MacLaine was a part of Downton. She played Elizabeth McGovern's mother, Cora. If we can find it. Raleigh's are still in it. Here we go. Mother, how lovely to see you. As long as it is. Robert, aren't you going to kiss me? With the greatest enthusiasm. Tell me, where does this come from? I hired a delivery Why? Uh, I thought it might be a gift from the U.S. government to help get Britain back on its feet. <laughs> Carson and Mrs. Hughes, the world has moved on since last we met. And we have moved on with it, madam. Really? It seems so strange to think of the English embracing change. Mrs. Hughes, this is my maid, Reed. Sybil, tell me all about the arrangements for the birth. We do these things so much better in the States. Edith, still no one special? Oh, well, never mind. You must take a tip from a modern American girl. Oh, Mary, dearest Mary, now you tell me all of your wedding plans, and I'll see what I can do to improve them. So she's playing the Jewish American grandma to the chagrin of Maggie Smith's Dowager Countess grandma. Oh, Oh, dear. I'm afraid the war has made old women of us both. Oh, I wouldn't say that, but then I always keep out of the sun. How'd you find Downton on your return? Much the same, really. Probably too much the same, but then I don't want to cast a ball over all that mess. How could you ever do that? Tell me, what do you think of young Lochinvar, who has so ably carried off our granddaughter and our money? Do you approve of him? Not as much as you will, when you get to know him. Hmm. Has he gone home to change? Oh, no, we won't see him again tonight. The groom never sees the bride the night before the wedding. (laughs) Nothing ever alters for you people, does it? Revolutions erupt and monarchies crash to the ground and the groom still cannot see the bride before the wedding. You Americans never understand the importance of tradition. Yes, we do. We just don't give it power over us. History and tradition took Europe into a world war. Maybe you should think about letting go of its hand. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So that is... A moment. Now, she wasn't in the movie. I'm 
unfortunately. Shirley MacLaine. Born Shirley MacLaine Beatty. Legendary career. The un- it's the oldest story in the book. The understudy goes on. That's what happened with her in the pajama game. Born in Richmond, Virginia, McLean made her acting debut as a teenager with minor roles in the Broadway musicals Oklahoma and The Pajama Game. Made her film debut in Alfred Hitchcock's black comedy The Trouble with Harry in 1955. She has, this career has gone on since 1953. She is, of course, the big sister of Warren Beatty. She's named after Shirley McLean, who was six years old at the time. Her mother was a Canadian. Her father was an American. Shirley McLean's career, I mean, from Irma LaDouce, La not Irma LaDouche. So The Trouble with Harry, Around the World in 80 Days, where she got to work with Marlena Dietrich. She talked about that. Ocean's Eleven, The Apartment, The Children's Hour. Big. That, that was back then when you couldn't really say that it was a lesbian film. Two for the Seesaw with Mr. Robert Mitchum. Irma LaDuce. Sweet Charity, which she did with Mr. Bob Fosse. Two Mules for Sister Sarah. Still Magnolias, Madame Shoshka, Postcards from the Edge, Used People, Guarding Tess, The Evening Star, where she played Aurora Greenway. It was the sequel to Terms of Endearment. Bewitched, Mrs. Winterborn, Wild Oats, The Little Mermaid, Yeah, Grandma Eloise. What a what a long career she's been on television. Mike Wallace even interviewed her when she was talking about extraterrestrials, and he said, "What did they come visit you on the porch?" And she's like, "It doesn't become you." Yeah, Shirley's funny. She's funny, and I thought, yeah. This is this is a good one. Miss Meryl Streep. This is a good one. I love this. This this is funny. Last night I went to a dinner in New York with a bunch of old friends. And uh, one of whom was a, an artist, a very, very brilliant painter. And I told him that tonight I was going to have the privilege of handing Shirley MacLaine her AFI Life Achievement Award. And he put his hand over his heart and he said, Oh, Shirley MacLaine. Oh, my God. I love her. I have loved her ever since I first laid eyes on her in Irma LaDouche. (laughs) People, even very brilliant people, forget the names of movies they forget the plots of movies they forget the movies but there are some performers that are just absolutely indelible we fall early and we fall hard for them and we follow them for the rest of their lives and that's our Cheryl that's you babe 
this is. And it's because everything on Shirley turns up. Her eyes, the corners of her, her smile, her little nose, up and out. Her, she has a beautiful turnout, her, and her outlook turns upwards and is always aspirant. And, and as James Brooks said, she's, she's just the most curious person. It's a sign of a, a great mind. So that was Meryl Streep, who played Shirley MacLaine's daughter in Postcards from the Edge, based on the book by Miss Carrie Fisher. Carrie, what did you think of Postcards from the Edge? Well, I'm so glad that you asked my opinion on this. You haven't had me on the show in a fucking long time. So, yes, my mother, who is off playing Kanaska for Frank Sinatra in heaven said, Carrie, dear, don't tell them that it's based on our lives. I don't want people knowing that. Well, mother, it's too late. And so I kind of, in terms of casting, to have Shirley MacLaine play my mother, Debbie Reynolds, who she knows, it was astounding. And then to have one of the greatest actresses of my generation, Meryl Streep playing me in Postcards from the Edge. It was amazing. It truly was. <sighs> to have her bring my story. You know, people accuse Meryl of not doing comedic roles. And she did. She played me, Princess Leia. But more important, the birthday girl, Shirley MacLaine played my mother Debbie Reynolds and Shirley happy birthday from your favorite the one that used to drink you under the table Carrie Francis fucking Fisher thank you Carrie this is the Dr. Zeus film podcast happy birthday Shirley McLean the past lives Spiritual beliefs. Here we go. Yes. Um, you've been instrumental in my unfolding. I read your last two books. But I'm wondering why do you suppose there are so few men in this unfolding the spiritual movement? I've noticed there's quite a few women here today. Yeah. Very few men. That is, that's so sweet when I see men struggling with this. Uh, and I, I kind of understand it because I was sort of conducting my life in an aggressive, go out there and be successful way. I understand where a lot of men are coming from, and that is believe in the intellectual, Mm -hmm. believe in... Rational. The rational, believe in what you see physically, believe in what is empirically explainable. Intuition is a woman's work, and intuition is everything. But for a man to really trust his instincts before his brains is a tough thing. However... Every man who's gone against his instinct, even in a field of work where brains was the high priority, failed. If you don't follow your inner voice, something's going to go wrong. So the men are beginning to trust more this intuitive knowingness. And that's the great revelation of the female liberation movement. Because the women have made it all right to trust intuition. And so that is Shirley MacLaine talking about her spiritualism. 
I thought it would be important to end right there. So happy birthday, Shirley. I don't know what life this is. And I'm being serious. She's lived many of them. But happy birthday. I want to personally say that watching Terms of Endearment really helped me with my grief. My grandmother had died 20 years ago of cancer. My family was not messed up like the family in terms of endearment, but we dealt with grief in a similar fashion. And so it helped me watch this family that wasn't my family, but I I was able to laugh. I was able to just reflect. And that's what terms of endearment gave me. And it's the power of Shirley MacLaine. So, as always, unpleasant dreams. <laughs>